0: In Pocahontas in the cranberry glades. Ain't got bars nor the charge to call her, anyways. My mind's mild, a minute, and my thoughts to bark like hounds. I focus on my breathing.
1: A single treat podcast. The music is Tyler Childers' Universal Sound. Welcome. Morning. This is our next episode. It has a number. I don't know what number it is.
0: We're in the 40s, aren't we? Yes. High 40s.
1: I'm going to say 48.
0: That's exactly what
1: I was thinking, actually. 49. It's probably one of those. Anyway, so I've been writing a little bit about some of this stuff because, I don't know, it helps me write, (laughs) and I decided I needed to be out regard to my what I believe so that's been interesting
0: tell us of your of your outing for those who (laughs) may not have their finger on the pulse
1: well I was thinking about our discussions about you know like um, starting with a spirituality or religion or belief system or whatever and then deconstructing it or needing to discard it or something and, you know, as I thought through that, it's, I had this feeling like am not sure I want to do that fully. I think that's, I think maybe I said that before on one of the episodes. But, um, you know, so I just wrote a little bit about, like, um, the parts about Christianity that, that I resonate with deeply that I'm wouldn't let go of you know um but then also there are other parts of it that I you know don't really buy into especially (laughs) like just like what it's been made into
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so yeah it's just that whole tension
0: so So the coming out has been You Sharing your Evolution
1: With Others around you Or Uh Yeah just like And my whole thing I think is like I don't want to be Like pigeonholed You know There's discomfort on both sides of it Because like you know, you come out and say this stuff that you don't agree with or, like, say that you don't buy it at all. And then, like, some of the Christians are, like, think you're a heretic or um, you've, like, fallen away from the faith or whatever. And, you know, whatever. But, and then, like, from the other side, like, if you say that you are a Christian, then it means something that I don't really, like, identify with. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. like, just even talking about it makes me uncomfortable, (laughs) which you could probably tell. (laughs) Yeah. There was a lot of, like, anxiety about that for me. And so, I don't know. Just, like, being, like, talking about it is helpful. I sort of don't like talking about it and then I it's been helpful though
0: it's a strange experience isn't it like it feels good but it's also comes with some anxiety and tension
1: yeah some of it is like maybe it just gets talked about so much I feel like maybe people it just sounds like a bunch of noise you know Mm mm-hmm and there's not much substance to it but and I don't want it to be like that but
0: what's the feedback been like as you shared this and what's that what kind of impact has that had on you
1: um I mean it's been mostly positive I think you know nobody's like gone after me on social media or anything yet Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that, but um, it's been mostly positive. I think most people that don't agree, like, uh, just don't say anything or whatever, and so, which I think maybe I would prefer that. But you know, it's been positive. I think I think some other people like maybe think the same way. But, <coughs> you know. A lot of people like who share the same or like growing up the same way with my faith similar faith background like maybe feel the same way you know just because like what it's been made to made out to be in our culture and then not really feeling that
0: well that's kind of what I saw and it's kind of what i said earlier maybe there are more people out there who are who have the same or similar views or maybe even having a similar experience as you that maybe there are more people out there than than we think yeah you know um yeah And that'd be cool. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about before, you know, in one of our podcasts where like in our relationship, it's been an important thing because we've been able to just talk about our experience and it's helped us Mm -hmm. move through. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe you maybe you did a good thing maybe that helps others kind of see that their own experience that maybe they don't talk about very much um, is shared by others and that encourages them to continue on with a little confidence and maybe even encourages them to talk more about it you know then, then that's you know we've in previous podcast talked about establishing the dialogue, you know, and mm-hmm. how establishing dialogues is important.
1: So, yeah, I just, you know, I just wanted to, like, say it out loud with as like get as close to it as I could, like the feeling or the, you know, whatever's whatever the process is for you know, kind of deconstructing and, but also like maybe go like identifying even closer with like the key parts of it that that resonate, you know, um, just because like, I just don't care that much about being right as I did, you know, which is more just like fear was just more like fear you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so like and that part of the the other discomfort with it is like you're gonna say or write something today and then like 10 years you're gonna regret it (laughs) you know like oh that was stupid you know that was totally wrong and i don't know what i was thinking or (laughs) you know or (laughs) you know what i mean but like and when you record it and like put it on the internet, then it's like eternal. So, yeah, you can't <laughs> you can't erase it or totally get rid of it. But um, I just don't care that much. I don't care enough not to do it. I don't think. Which I think you helped me get to that place. You know, because it was uncomfortable, and then I was just like, well, no turning back now.
0: Well, yeah, it's kind of yeah. like life, isn't it? Like, yeah. I've said this numerous times, but there are, are plenty of points in my life where I thought things were a certain way or whatever are r- real and true. And mm-hmm. the only true thing is that none of those have really stood the test of time. Yeah. They've always changed. Yeah. You know, and it's easy, I think, to think, well that's Then that's not good You know if your <laughs> Viewpoint's always changing Then mm-hmm. Then that's Then that isn't good And you don't know mm-hmm. The truth or Or whatever But maybe it's the opposite Where Maybe it should be Changing Yeah
1: Yeah I grew up in this You know Faith structure This church where you know like scholarship was held high you know like and it and it just feels like you know um, from that perspective like you're you know like being right is really important and so it almost feels like it's dangerous to Get outside of like whatever, whatever, so whoever's decided is is true and right, and, and I don't know. I can just feel that like as as I go through this and like say this stuff out loud, and it just feels like poisonous or something. Mm. Knowing yeah I mean what feels poisonous to me now is like that whole way of looking at things like you have to be right and if you're not right you're in trouble yeah or something sure like it's it's there's gonna be consequences yeah 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 which I don't know that just seems so ridiculous now that I say it out loud but like I mean, what is the harm in just like not having it exactly right? Mm-hmm. I guess like in spirituality, it's like you're going to hell. In Christianity, that's
0: that's right. That's the that's the con that's the ultimate consequence, right? And then yeah. there are other layers on top of that, like the consequence of like the social consequences of that, right? Like well I need to have the right view so I can be seen a certain way or mm-hmm. belong mm-hmm. in a certain group you know there are the social consequences right mm-hmm. but the, yeah the big consequences if I'm wrong I'm going to hell
1: yeah which doesn't seem which doesn't seem quite right when you say it you know because like you have to have everything right to go to heaven just doesn't make a lot of sense when you say that that way you know Hmm. I mean I, I suppose the, the other thing would be like you're leading people astray <laughs> yeah and so that could have some it has consequences but like I don't know I guess I just don't care I do care about leading people in the wrong direction or something like I'm not going to try to say stuff that's not true but I don't know it feels like the the gains that you make by exploring are worth far more than not you know yeah like maybe you should really try to be as genuine as you can but I, I don't know it seems like there's a lot of like people restricting themselves because of that whole fear it's almost like there's more honesty in
0: letting yourself kind of explore and risking being wrong maybe there's maybe maybe there's more honesty in that
1: Mm -hmm. yeah I just wonder if maybe that's been holding me back for all this time you know like that whole thought about or fear about being wrong I
0: think it's a powerful force you think it is for a lot of people I don't absolutely I just don't think it's I don't think that force is that we're super aware that that really is a presence in our Mm -hmm. consciousness I mean I think it is for some but Yeah, I think it's, it is for a lot of people for sure.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, I know it was for me, you know?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: In my own experience, that was a really difficult one to wrestle with,
1: for sure, yeah. 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 So there's this, there's this desire to like I mean I'm not not Christian I'm not like leaving that whole thing behind like there's parts of it that I deeply resonate with and there's another desire which is to like develop some kind of dialogue with people who didn't come from that faith background I think that's the biggest desire you know and it's this belief that you have to be right and that you are right and your or your faith structure and belief system is right, and it's the only right mm-hmm. truth is dangerous when you start to encounter people who didn't grow up that way or don't have that background. How's it dangerous? I mean just just like it's dangerous for the people within who don't get to question stuff it's dangerous for the other people because you don't even like respect or listen to what they have to say hmm. I mean it could literally it, it literally has been dangerous in the case of like Violence, For sure. You know, and yeah. colonialism and all that kind of stuff. So there's that, <laughs> you know, which is kind of a big deal. But, you know, even like in a more contemporary sense, it doesn't allow, if your religion is the only one that's right, then you just basically have to, Um It's like this imperialistic mindset, right? Like you have to like make everybody like you. What do you think that does for for people? That's awful
0: from what from which perspective? Well, like, if I'm set on making other people like me, what mm-hmm. does that what's the what does that do for me? For me? No for me. Like, if I'm trying to make you like me, Uh what does that do for me?
1: Makes it so you don't have to change. (laughs) It makes you feel safer. Yeah. It it allows you to, like, ostracize people who are not like you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's
0: like a basic that's kind of safety-security thing. And yeah. It's like, you know, humankind's quest to resolve this duality, right? This fundamental kind of duality that's working in all of this, like, good versus bad, right? It's, from my perspective, good versus bad isn't much different than trying to resolve right versus wrong you know we're just we're just trying to resolve our need you know to answer good versus bad from the perspective of right versus wrong it's still the same thing just Mm -hmm.
1: using different words or concepts Mm -hmm. you know yeah and there's you know if you take that you know, obviously you're trying to like get rid of everything bad or get rid of everything that's wrong instead of bringing it into the hole like we said. And so people who are not like you just are discarded Mm-hmm. that doesn't work for me.
0: It's like we're trying to basically just trying to regulate this fear right and this we're trying to find some safety and security Mm -hmm. just a way to organize chaos I'm always saying that but (laughs) you are I feel like I am
1: but you know yeah I mean yeah organizing chaos I think that's really a good way to say it you know you, you start organizing chaos by dividing it into categories right and then you have a, a place to work from you know, yeah that's
0: that is the that's that's step one right mm-hmm. I mean you can't you can't try to organize chaos without first creating separateness
1: mm-hmm.
0: right <clears throat> because you have to be able to make a distinction between good and bad so Uh there's you only are able to do that through this process
1: of separating Uh yeah so and I don't know maybe it's religion in general but like there's the the right and wrong thing like you have to be right there's right belief and then there's the whole like morality thing, which is good and bad, right? And those are things that religions are there for, I guess, to say this is right and this is wrong and this is good and this is bad. And I don't know that that's that helpful after a certain point, you know? So... And that's another thing that I noticed, I guess, is just that like um, that those things that like the morality thing is really strong in my consciousness, you know, like I I was just taught that that was that that that's like one of the major important parts of this belief system, you know. What was the main message? Just like that sin is really important. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Figuring out what is sinful and what's not and how to take care of it. How to stop doing it. How to get forgiven for it. You know? Be good, don't be bad. Yeah. that that, That that was like, that's like a big deal. And maybe it's not such a big deal after a certain point you know like I, I think it's important to have some structure when you like when you're growing up or whatever of like this is like good conduct or this is you know moral conduct I mean it's good to have that framework right To to be able to have a place to start from and then like But if your whole life is about that, you know, like.
0: It's like you're always limited. You're always using training wheels when you've been riding a bike for, you know, 25 years. And right. You still think you need training wheels, but actually you really don't at all. Yeah. Training wheels were just to kind of keep you going in some sort of general direction. (laughs) Right. Right. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: by the time we're 25,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's okay for us to take it, take the training wheels off. Right. But we don't,
1: that maybe doesn't even really occur to us. Yeah, because they're just, you know, you've always been told, like, you need this, these training wheels, to be successful and on the path or mm-hmm. whatever, you know. Um, yeah, but... If we
0: kept our training wheels on, how would we do like tricks on our bike, right. right? Or explore like you know, yeah, dirt roads and paths and right, you know, exactly. We would never,
1: yeah, it almost do holds, you, holds we, you
0: back or holds you down. Yeah, we would just be staying on the sidewalk or right. in the driveway. <laughs> yeah, makes you feel that way
1: for sure. So, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know that I would have thought about it this way or planned it this way, but like religion sort of teaches you what is good and bad. And then it also teaches you about right and wrong, which are those are dualistic concepts or whatever. And what we're talking about is getting beyond those Mm -hmm. into... A non-dual perspective right yeah and that's not to say that you know like that stuff's not helpful for a time and giving you some structure for your belief and for your life but like at a certain point it's not really about that really
0: yeah or even that Yeah, that you need to totally abandon, you don't need to totally abandon something like that, you know? There's a practical usefulness for it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know? But you only, you only use it on the level that it's useful. Uh You don't use, it's like, you don't use... Simple addition and subtraction, right, yeah, to try to reconcile mm-hmm. um an algebraic or quantum mm-hmm. physics kind of yeah equation, right, like they still may have their place in that, but only to a certain level, and then they lose their functionality,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, but there's just so many people <coughs> sort of. Stuck on the morality thing, for instance, you know, like it's all about sin and then sin management. And I think one of the things that I think I, I was writing about or wrote in one of these blog posts that I wrote is just like that I'm sort of like after a different way of knowing things, you know. So, and Richard Rohr talks a lot about this, but, like, um, that it's not about, like, analyzing something just just to have, like, a logical proof of it. You know, for example, when you're talking about right, what's right and wrong, or, um, or what's right uh, logically, then... It's, just, it's not just about like, you know, proving to yourself logically that something's true, mm-hmm. right? It's more about like just a different way of <laughs> f- f- almost like feeling your way to the truth or yeah, sure. allowing it to emerge, you know, and for it to be more of a... Um, like holistic experience than just using your brain to analyze things. It's more like a revelation
0: or a unfolding rather than a manufacturing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. You know, because we think, I think one, I don't know this, but it's, you know, it's like one of the primary illusions is that we can use logic Mm-hmm. to get to the ultimate tr- truth which mm-hmm. means we have this idea that we can men, we, we can we can almost kind of in a way manufacture it but that's, that's manufactured it's not you know
1: yeah and it's a lot of work and it's sort of like stressful <laughs> and It's not really beautiful, I would say. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking of like, you know, if you were going to like learn about the world, then the best way to do that would not be to like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with like reading a book about it. Sure. Fine, do that, you know, maybe look at the pictures and stuff too, but... Like, if there's a different way of knowing, which is just to like go out and explore, right? Because then you're like in it, you're experiencing it with not just like your logical mind, the words on the page of the book, you're seeing it, you're feeling it, you're being it. Yeah, you're
0: being in it. Yeah. You what what you're experiencing. You you recognize that mm-hmm. you are part of that, which means that you are being you are being you are being it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like I think it's the same way about God, you know. Like there's a lot of people like trying to say talk about and use words to say what's true about God and like it's not really the best way to know God you know it's more like just being like experiencing it mm-hmm. you know yeah without any words yeah to get in the way contact yeah presence being with something as opposed to l- Learning about it or studying it or Intellectualizing it. Intellectualizing it, analyzing it You know, which has been like Because I was, you know, again back to it Like how I was raised to do things Like I was raised to study And a lot of us were You know Mm-hmm. Like it's just about knowing stuff. Mm-hmm. The more you know, the <laughs> better off you'll be and like the more like spiritual you are. Mm-hmm. I mean that stuff might be helpful. Scholar scholarship is important, but it doesn't really do anything for you. Well I, I, I think it can be I think it can be really
0: helpful. To, to a certain point
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then you know once you pass that point it isn't
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know it's just it's just like you know as we grow into adulthood right like as children we have certain ways of functioning that serve us well but we can't bring that into adulthood it doesn't work so we have to we have to leave that behind and Mm -hmm. find new ways of being or or operating you know like Mm -hmm. there's a theme here Mm -hmm. at least from my perspective is that Whatever is happening, like, we we may be using something for a time, Mm -hmm. but then as we continue using it, I just wonder if part of this process shows us that, okay, like, it's not meant to be used forever. Like, that's Mm got to go, too. Mhm.
1: Yeah, like the logic.
0: Yeah, like okay, that helped you get to, you know, from stage 1 to stage 4. But now that's got to go. Right. Cuz where you're going that that actually could limit you. Or if that's your only framework, it will limit you. It mm-hmm. will be helpful as as long as you understand what context this is useful for but you're going into a context where that's not you know relevant across the board it's only relevant on certain kind of levels Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. but it's like you always you've that's just kind of what life shows shows me is i'm whatever blanket you know i'm using the analogy of like a baby in a blanket like whatever blanket i happen to be using at the time what I've kind of come to is that I know it's like at some point I'm going to have to give that blankie up too. Uh-huh. Your security blanket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that would be like logic. Sure. Logic or Yeah. you know uh, ex- extremely deep understanding of doctrine or whatever like it's like yeah, well, those those have you know God is limitless so how can we use doctrine or whatever right which mm-hmm. has its limits but it's like we use doctrine and we think that that's a limitless thing and it isn't at all mm-hmm. it has its limits so we can only use it for a time yeah. like it's
1: we're, it's going to run its course yeah it requires words yeah and rules and so it's going to fail at some point to sure. encompass yeah God. Well,
0: what we're trying to understand is limitless mm-hmm. so how could we just stay in the how could we just keep our security blanket of doctrine it doesn't yeah. even actually make sense to do that. Yeah. It Not can, to say it, that it isn't
1: relevant on some you know, to some degree or whatever. Sure, or it can point you in the right direction. Sure. But it can't contain the uncontainable.
0: <laughs> oh, it's only a reference point yeah. over a, a pointer or something. Yeah. So
1: on the morality thing, you know, like I was also talking about that uh, like just the analogy of being in a relationship with someone, you know, because like after, uh, like my relationship with my wife, for instance, right? So, um, if you're not talking about a parent and child relationship, um, you don't tend to like make up rules for your adult relationships, right? So, um. You know and there's this whole like christian idea of morality right that there's a set of rules and you're going to either keep them or or break them right and then the whole almost the whole like belief system is is you know based on that just the idea of morality right that there's right and wrong and then Everybody does wrong at some point, and you have to be forgiven, right? So then there's – that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. But, like, the other thing I noticed is that, like, that's not even there in my relationship with my wife. She doesn't have a set of rules for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That would be ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I mean, she has something she expects. Some general (laughs) – Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know – I don't do anything around the house like it's not okay right and I respect that <laughs> right uh, you know or or it's just like don't be mean to me you know yeah <laughs> like that's general a fair, kind of guidelines it's a fair enough rule <laughs> but like there's no it's not we don't call it sin in our relationship mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah it's a good that's way not, to look at this that's not there yeah you know so like at a certain point Maybe we should move beyond that, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's good to have rules for kids. It's good to have some structure for them, right? I mean, if you don't have any structure, like you have another problem with kids, right? So it's there for a time, but then like when they're older, I would suggest when they're adults, like don't have a relationship that's based on rules. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, and I see that a lot in the therapy that I do. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's this process of differentiation, which I think is just always happening all of the time. But there's this point where children who grow into adulthood are trying to find and establish their own kind of mm-hmm. sense of self or independence. Mm-hmm. But the parents are fighting against that because they they can't let go of the parent child. Dynamic, which has much more to do with rules and expectations, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, it's like, you you mean like parents of adult children? Children, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it like doesn't make sense any other way. Yeah. To go beyond that. But, you know? Parents can have a really hard time letting go of that. Mm-hmm
0: parent-child dynamic because they don't mm-hmm. they don't know how else to organize themselves or their or their relationship yeah, yeah and they sometimes. can't say they can't they have a hard time accepting okay well at this point my child is an adult and so that mm-hmm. basically redefines our relationship now
1: mm-hmm. yeah I think partners can do the same thing with each other you know there's heavy expectations and guilt and like there's not rules but there's there are they're like unspoken you mm-hmm. know like it's based on guilt and sh- shoulds and stuff like that you know so we try to lay that on each other I think sometimes um, and it doesn't work very well yeah, I like I
0: like that analogy though, like you know, your relationship with your wife. It's just maybe some general guidelines, but uh mm-hmm. rules.
1: Yeah. You know. That's not even there. Like I was like I think I was writing like she doesn't even think about it in terms of right and wrong when she I mean she like accepts a lot of stuff that's not great about me. Mm-hmm because she wants the relationship but it's not like she thinks of it in terms of right and wrong Mm -hmm. it's just or even like forgiveness we don't we don't really say that to each other right I forgive you I mean we do sometimes but like it's mostly just about like working with with it Mm mhm there's a lot of give yeah you absorb a lot of stuff in relationships Mm -hmm. you know and I don't know if that's as meaningful to anybody else but me, but like, it seems like a
0: big deal to me. No, I think it but is. A, it made when I was reading what you wrote, it, it made me think of my own relationship. It's
1: similar. I can yeah. see that pretty pretty clearly. Yeah, like you, like even if you don't do something wrong, you're not you know you're not perfect or the you know the ideal man or person mm-hmm. you know and so the other person just has to accept you as you are if they want the relationship sure so anyway it help it helps uh, if we get past morality right and wrong and just kind of practice be- presence you know with God. I think that's helpful. So like my if my if I'm going to be present with God, it's not going to be based on any type of like transaction, you know, like um you know, it's maybe God's not thinking about my sin every time we encounter each other. It just is, you know. Mm -hmm. Just being present as you are. He's not
0: sitting up in the sky with a
1: tally list. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, maybe we should get past thinking about sin so much. Well, yeah, I mean,
0: I, I wonder what people's it would be interesting to like you know go downtown or where i can have to be downtown anywhere and just ask them ask people just random people how they how they would even define sin Mm -hmm. like what does that even mean Mm
1: -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) well i'm sure people would have a lot to say about that yeah maybe different different things yeah where I've landed
0: it seems like it just kind of boils down to like ignorance is just another word for sin
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know mm-hmm. or maybe that that's kind of maybe what it more
1: is mm-hmm what do you mean? How is how is it ignorance?
0: Or yeah, like a misunderstanding or something, or uh-huh. oh yeah, illusion or delusion or something. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, you could use the word ignorance, but maybe it's, it's like it's like really just illusion mm-hmm. or a misunderstanding.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know. Um, the simplest way to describe it, at least for me, is like, you know, you don't blame children for making childish mistakes, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, as an adult, like, what they did is short-sighted, right? Mm-hmm. Or they didn't know mm-hmm. really w- what they were doing. They thought they, thought they did, but they really didn't right you know uh-huh. really didn't understand what was going on
1: uh-huh.
0: isn't yeah. it that simple like yeah. <laughs> I think it is. oh they were just didn't they just didn't know yeah I can't I can't blame a child for not knowing what it doesn't know right right uh-huh. so yeah. well, I mean isn't that why wouldn't Why wouldn't it be the same
1: mm-hmm. for yeah. adults? You know, like yeah. yeah, I think that makes sense. You know, I mean, like in, if I go back to my relationship with my wife or whatever, like most of the things that we do to each other that are failures or whatever are just not really malicious so much as you know fa- failures yeah or just being sort of like children selfish sure (laughs) you know yeah acting out of your own hurt right but also maybe trying to do the best you can to love someone else Uh uh-huh and you fail yeah Mm -hmm.
0: so then you know then where's the question of sin then Mm -hmm. if
1: yeah Sin seems like a not very useful um, framework for those relationships. Mm-hmm. Like when your kid messes up, you don't say they sinned against you. I mean, you might, but it but feels that would dramatic. Be extreme. <laughs> it feels dramatic. Exactly.
0: <laughs> right. But that would be that'd be in a, a really extreme interpretation of
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. the reality, which is. the child is just operating in his own sphere sphere of awareness or knowingness like can't you can't no one can operate outside of Mm -hmm. their own sphere of Mm -hmm. awareness or whatever so how how could you you know Mm -hmm. it's so funny you know it's like if as an adult like if someone blames you for something ridiculous or makes you responsible for something Mm -hmm. that's ridiculous you don't even hesitate to say that's ridiculous you can't blame me for that I didn't know Uh we're so quick to do that but then Uh we turn around and apply sin to other people like Uh it it doesn't make sense
1: Uh right Mm-hmm. yeah well and I you know again I don't think it's bad that religion says here's right and wrong and then you know it's, that's a helpful mm-hmm. structure to have but then relationally in relationships it doesn't really make that much sense at a certain point at a certain point yeah when you're adults you know yeah in in trusting relationships Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know it doesn't make a lot of sense so maybe it shouldn't be like the only path to God (laughs) you know okay so you know I think the other thing that is my intent with all of this is just to like not have to not have to have a category you know so like I think I was saying like I'm deeply Christian but also I don't want to be called that like Mm -hmm. you know and I was sort of picturing people saying well what do you want to be called then or you know certain other people are coming up with other different terms for it and stuff like that I think I just don't want to be called anything is that okay? It's okay
0: with me I kind of (laughs) I don't want to be called anything either. <laughs>
1: I didn't figure you did.
0: You know, I can totally identify with that. I yeah. won't call you anything. <laughs> you won't. Nah. Can I call you Brandon? You can. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. works. Whatever you like.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you're a you're a Brandon. Yeah, that's as far as I wanted to go though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think that's my desire Is like I believe some of these things And I, you know, believe them deeply You know, even some of the things That were taught to me when I was Very young I believe them deeply And also, like I don't know if the label's helpful anymore mm. You know? Mm-hmm Like are you a Christian or a Muslim? You know, like, there you go. That's, those words are fraught with a lot of stuff. Emotional baggage. energy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, you know, obviously there's like what's being termed or identified as a Christian. There's obvious like problems, you know, like what, how Christians act sometimes and stuff like that. But it's not just that. For me, it's like maybe the maybe just having like a a label for it mm-hmm. is not super helpful. Yeah, words come with a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah, and maybe part of this non-dual seeking is like seeking to get beyond that
0: yeah maybe at some point we could talk about the function of words or languages that relates to what we're talking about
1: Mm -hmm.
0: maybe yeah
1: yeah language is one of those things that we use to categorize things and understand things and know Mm -hmm. but we're talking about a different kind of knowing Which is more like experience. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can hear the Christians now. When you say stuff like that, they'll say, you know, that that's sort of like slippery. Because it's not based on logic, you know? So back to that whole thing. Sure. But like, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of people sort of like discerning the truth who kind of maybe have their nose directed toward the truth and because that some of this stuff doesn't quite feel right like the whole frame of morality just being an end in itself and the whole, like, you have to have right belief or you have to believe the exact right thing. Maybe that's not the whole story. You know? Which mm-hmm. is just that whole, like, gut feeling, you know, of, like, there's something not quite right about this or it's limited or it's just feels old and stale. And, like, that is the kind of knowing that I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, knowing that it just doesn't work anymore. Yeah. You know?
0: Some sort of intuitive thing.
1: Yeah. You could call it indu- intuition. Um. Which doesn't
0: mean you shouldn't use logic in addition to your intuition, but it's almost like mm-hmm. some people think well, they are so entrenched in the way of logic that they've stamped out Mm -hmm. the intuitive experience Mm -hmm. you know where it's like it's good to use both and find a way to
1: use both together yeah so I'll give one more metaphor if that's okay it's like having a map to take you to your destination that you want to explore and then you should just explore it. Yeah. You yeah. shouldn't, you should put away the map and stop looking at it and just walk around in the surrounding. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that. I mean, in the same way, like with the morality thing, like it's a map, you know, like mm-hmm. it gives you a good direction, gives you a good, like some guidelines to follow and then like just have a relationship, a trusting relationship. Yeah. That's not where you sort of like, put away the rules and forget about that and just have a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Reference points. Yeah, it guides you to where you're going and then, like, just experience it, don't you? You don't have to continue looking at the map.
0: Yeah. Yeah, when you're walking down the street just looking at the map, you don't get very far or you run into things all the time and you get pissed.
1: Yeah. And That's you- not very... And you, yeah. and you miss the actual experience of the thing that you're exploring. There you go. We've come full circle
0: now. <laughs> That's a good analogy.
1: Thanks, everybody. See ya. Good to talk to you.
0: About tobacco juice and mason jars of shine I think about the vices I've let take me over time I recall when I was a baby, I didn't need nothing around